I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Hello, everyone out there in podcast land. This is the Beyond the Mouse podcast, the podcast for all things Disney, for NPR Illinois Community Voices, and for the Front Row Network. I'm your host, Craig. I'm joined tonight by my co-host, Miss Vanessa Ferguson. Hello. And Mr. Brett Rutherford. Hello there. Now, this is a bonus episode, and I'm asking both of you, what if we did an extra episode this week? I think that's a good idea. What if we did that? All what right. if we did? Absolutely. We are. What if we are doing an extra episode? What if this is just a a different parallel universe within the multiverse where we actually do only Marvel properties all the time? And Vanessa is one of the hosts. Yes. Yes. In this parallel universe, I want to be like some of these characters and in these shows where I just have to get into a little metal container and then I come out looking buff and good looking and stuff. So yeah, I I'm for this. I like this other universe. I can (laughs) eat carbs and just go in my metal container anytime I want to lose a pound. I like it. I think she only goes in there once in this, but uh, we do want to bring to you today a very special preview episode of What If, which will be dropping on Disney Plus August 11th with the first episode. And we were granted access by Disney Plus to view actually uh, the first three episodes. And so we are going to talk about some of that and give you some non-spoiler reactions to those, a little bit of insights into what we feel about this series and a bit of a review with that. But we will not be spoiling a single thing here. One, Disney's asked us not to, but also this is a series that is so great that you need to experience this yourself and not be spoiled. Vanessa? I was going to say, though, because I have predicted that I will spoil something. (laughs) And I won't. I won't because we love Disney Plus so much. But they do have a trailer out that does give a couple things away about this series. So if, if we say something that sounds like a spoiler, it's only because it's already in the trailer that is airing on ABC. I just saw it pop up on ABC uh, this evening. And they've also announced all pretty much all the voice casting for the whole season. So we can absolutely talk about that. Also, the animation styling as well. We've seen that a little bit in the trailer, but of course, we've gotten to see a lot of it. So we're going to dive into it here. But I I first want to start off by saying I am just really even that much more excited for this show after having seen a couple of the episodes. And the reason why is because when this was announced, I thought that this was like a cool animation, cartoon thing that we get to check out as part of this new MCU on Disney+. And I didn't understand fully how connected it would be to the overall MCU. And of course, there are people out there that are much smarter than I am, and, and one of them obviously is Kevin Feige. And so they knew that, and this is a slight spoiler to Loki, in Loki they were going to take the idea of the multiverse and really start to open it up. And that allows for them to do this series, which then makes the audience feel more comfortable with the idea of all these different dimensions, all these different parallel universes going on at the same time, the fragmented universes as they were. And so what that does is it allows for that setup to happen first. Then that way, when in Spider-Man No Way Home, we get a full Spider-Verse that we're you know, rumored to have happen. And then also in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, 
we already are primed as that as an audience. I mean, how smart is it that they are like, okay, we're going to take this really popular series that we've done in the comics and just make it actually part of the MCU. And I know I'm geeking out about that guys, but I'm just, it's, it's incredible to me that they were that forward thinking when they talked about this, Brett, uh, your initial thoughts on what if, well, uh, my initial thoughts for what if I would have to go back to D23 Expo 2019 and clink. when Kevin Clink, for those that are playing that drinking game. Anyway, uh, it, uh, when they showed everything that is coming to, or, you know, all the different things that are coming to Disney Plus, and when it was Kevin Feige's turn, the two things that caught my attention were WandaVision and what if. And I, I'm, I mean, we've seen WandaVision, and that was amazing. And by watching the preview, I am so excited for this because what if, uh, I mean, it, it, it just sends you in all sorts of directions and it does. And I am really excited. I just, I, I, I can't wait to watch them again. For those of you that aren't as nerdy as me, maybe. Uh, so Marvel has been doing this what if series of comics ever since 1977. And they played with this idea. What if one decision was made differently in the Marvel universe and that changed time. So uh, we get a lot of that in this series. Vanessa, you are coming to this uh, sort of as an outsider to the whole Marvel thing. And I know that you have watched a lot more Marvel than you give yourself credit for. You were very into WandaVision. But from your perspective, kind of that outsider's perspective, what was your first impression of What If? So I feel like I'm the control group because in this experiment, because I, yeah, I just, Marvel isn't something that I'm usually tapped into. I, I ha, like you said, Craig, I have watched a few movies, but there's a lot of things that I'm, I'm missing. And because Marvel has all these pieces that interweave into each other, these storylines overlap and weave in and out. There are definitely things I'm missing. If anyone's been listening to this podcast long enough, you know, I'm probably going to miss a couple of things, but what did I think of the what if series? I was a bit skeptical at first. I, you know, it's tough because I, I know the movies are canon and I'm not always sure with these I'm going to call them spinoff series, but spinoff series, especially animated series, if they're worth investing time on, um, I typically will think of something like Star Wars and the the animated Clone Wars. I never watched it because I never thought, oh, it's just it's just a cartoon. It's not part of the canon. But this I I really did enjoy and I was surprised by it. I, I just didn't think they would grab my attention and it absolutely did. I liked the second episode, the best of the three that we, we all watched, uh, but the first one was very interesting. And I do love this concept because it, <laughs> if, if you have a hard time letting go of people, characters, things, this is a great series for you. Because if there are characters that you wanted more of that you just thought you weren't ever going to see more of, they come back. And it's really exciting. So I, I don't want to give too much away, but yeah, if, if there were characters that you really liked, characters that I, I liked, and I'm not even a, a big Marvel fan, there were characters that I watched in some of the movies and thought, oh, rats, that's the last we'll ever see of that person. And then, haha, that's not true. 
they can come back through these what if series. And, and that is something that you can see even, I believe, in the trailer. Absolutely. And, you know, they have announced that the first episode that will be coming out that all of you can see on Wednesday, August 11th is going to be the Captain Carter episode. It's going to be if Peggy Carter had become Captain America as opposed to Steve Rogers. But and so that was Captain the first America. one that we. What's that? What is she? Is she Captain, Captain Britain? Captain UK? Captain. Captain, Captain, oh my Captain, I don't know, but she talks like this and she can't be Captain America because she's not American. That's I. That's what I was hanging on to through the whole episode. I'm like, oh, what's her name? What's her name? I know they call her Captain Carter, but I'm like, but what's her fancy name? And they never there is, said. In the comics, there is a Captain Britain. He, he dresses a lot like you see Peggy Carter in the trailer and also throughout the episode, you see the Union Jack on uh, her chest. And so it's very much like akin to if Captain America was British, right? Yeah. It was, it was very cool. I thought that was very exciting. I just got to say, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm on Tinder hooks to use that English phrase that, you know, Vanessa, I think that you're our Tom Holland of the beyond the mouse that you're going to spoil something. So I'm on Tinder hooks. I'm really hoping that you do. (laughs) That's in, you must have not seen the trailer because this is a very prominent thing in the trailer for the show that oh, you do yes. see no, Captain just... Carter in her with her shield. So yes, I, that's, well, I'm not giving anything away that no, ABC you're not. hasn't no, shown themselves. I'm on, I'm on Tinder hooks. Oh, you're curious. You think I've got to be the one to bring. I'm no, the Mark I, Ruffalo, yes. the Tom Holland of the group. Yes, you could be. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I'd be in good company. Let's dive into talking about some of those things that we can discuss in a non-spoiler way and get people really excited about this series because I will tell you, it's easily one of the the best things I've seen on Disney+, Plus. these first three episodes that we were able to watch. Um, And I want to go right into the voice acting because that is something, like I said, that has been announced. Many of your favorites are reprising their roles uh, as their characters from the MCU, including people like Chris Hemsworth and Tom Hiddleston and Sebastian Stan and Josh Brolin as Thanos, Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk, Samuel Jackson as Nick Fury, um, Jeremy Renner, Paul Rudd. A lot of folks are back in this series, but there are some that are missing as well. Uh, And notably, we do need to discuss while we're talking about this, the impact that I had, um, they have not announced the order of these episodes. So this is where we're going to start to walk a a line a little bit in the episodes that we have seen, because if you go on IMDb right now, you can see that Chadwick Boseman is credited with four episodes of what if I will tell you that we have seen one of the episodes where Chadwick Boseman is T'Challa. And uh, I think that that might be a good place to even start this discussion because it you know, Vanessa, you talk about um, not wanting to let go of people. And I understand how you were saying it. You were saying it like, if this character has left us, if this, you know, fictional character has left. Um, but but this is someone as that well. Yeah. The person has left us. And Absolutely. To hear him as T'Challa again was just a lot more emotional than I expected it, it to be. It was startling. I, I was, I did like a double take. I'm like, that can't be. That can't they can't be. And then I had like chills. Cause I'm like, I'm, I'm so excited that he's living on in this series. And that's a really cool thing. It really is. Brett, uh, let's start there. Your, your thoughts on particularly Chadwick being involved in this series. And did that have any kind of emotional appeal to you? 
it was touching, but it was also, uh, it, it, it spoke to the what if. I mean, we, ha- we got to see another story uh, with, with that. And, and you know, listening to his voice was just, was just very, uh, it, it tugged at your heartstrings. But you knew that, but they, they treated the whole, uh, they, they treated the whole uh, episode. I'm on drugs too. Who are we kidding? I'm like going, okay, uh, no spoilers. It was just extremely well done. And it was so good to hear him and his character live on. And knowing that he'll be back again, because uh, again, just on IMDb, he's credited in four episodes. And um, so we know that there are other stories out there that we have not been privy to yet. And I can't wait to see those and see where this grows from here, because this is almost like, in a way, it's, it's an odd way to say it, but this multiverse theory, this, this whole idea that there's a lot of different multiverse uh, and different parallel universes going on at the same time or splinter universes. I think that that story in itself is going to become its own thing. And in fact, the story runner for the series has alluded to the fact that Peggy Carter is actually going to be one of our main through lines for a lot of these stories moving forward, which I think is pretty cool. So let's go ahead and uh, talk a bit about Peggy. And I don't want to necessarily go through the voice acting of every single person, but I felt like we needed to speak about Chadwick, but then also we get Haley Atwell back in this. And I wanted to talk a bit about her. She is so great to hear again, you know, because we haven't really seen her in anything uh, in a long time. I mean, we did get to see, of course, glimpses of her in Endgame, but nothing to the extent like we are getting now. Ever since probably really Agent Carter or uh, going back into some of the earlier Captain America movies. But Haley Atwell is awesome in this. It's so wonderful to hear her voice again. Uh, Brett, you have thoughts there? Ah, oh, anytime I can hear Haley Atwell uh reprise this character in its various iterations is a good thing. You know, I mean, honestly, I was a little scared of the multiverse, honestly, you know, I'm like going, Oh, this is going to get so confusing, but I'm sure that like each story is going to tell its own thing. And so it wraps it all up each in each episode. I'm hoping so, but I, I was a little scared and, and I rest assured I am fine and I'm looking forward to them, but yeah, but Haley, Oh, you know, I want to, I want to see as much of her acting or voice acting and as possible. Vanessa? Yeah, I thought she was good. I remember her vaguely from watching part of Captain... Did I watch the whole thing? I don't even know if I watched the ending. I'm not sure what happens. But, um, yeah, I know. This is why I'm the control group. Oh, my gosh. Um, It's so hard. but I, I liked it. I thought it was, uh, I thought she was good. And I, I like the whole premise of making her more featured as this Captain Carter superhero person, which again, you can see in the trailer. The last person that I wanted to mention was Jeffrey Wright as the Watcher, because he just does such a fantastic job in this role, being almost like this is where uh, this series to me became Marvel's version of the Twilight Zone. It was like he was our Rod Serling kind of setting up (laughs) the episode for us and then coming back at the end to kind of wrap all of it up in a bow. And I will mention that this intro to What If is something that is not 
like I'm not going to skip it any single time. Like I, every other show, I usually skip through the intros. Uh, but this, I absolutely love. I love Jeffrey Wright. I was so excited when they announced him. And he is great in this role. Um, anybody have anything that they want to add or maybe a, a specific character that you wanted to throw out there that we've already heard uh, that you thought did a great job? Well, I will just say as someone who is constantly confused by the Marvel Universe, I am excited about this Watcher thing. And I, I, now, again, I'm not giving anything away here because I have no clue what's going on. But it reminded me of aspects of the Doctor Strange, where there's this blob in the sky that's watching, but it's not the Watcher, but this is the Watcher. So this is interesting. So this is like, I feel you talk about this not being as confusing as WandaVision. I don't know, Craig, I'm pretty lost already. So, but I'm excited. That's what I like about this series is that unlike perhaps other Again, maybe not the correct term, but spinoff series. This has me really excited. Yeah. And, you know, it's one of those things where it's okay if this is a little confusing to you episode to episode because the episodes are meant to be so separate, but I think may come back to a through line at some point, but it's okay if maybe you don't necessarily have a favorite, like amongst the three of us, we were discussing, oh, this is my favorite episode that we got to see. Um, This is my least favorite. And that changes from person to person. I mean, me, someone that loves Captain America, obviously this first episode that you're going to see on the 11th, that's my jam. I mean, that is, that's everything to me, you know? And so people that uh, have seen in the future, uh, during the trailer, we see that T'Challa takes on the role of Star-Lord. So if you're into Guardians well, of the Galaxy, Well, he has the helmet. Black Panther, you know, all of that. That's right. all we know is he's and, got this helmet of Star-Lord. <laughs> right. And it's very confusing as to why he has it. And you're that's right. exciting. You're right. It is exciting. But um, Brett, any thoughts on any additional voice acting that you wanted to mention? Well, I will, no, I will just go back to your point. It's interesting that the, you're thinking that the Watcher might have more of a, of a role, a more uh, active role in this. I, I find that very interesting. Hmm. So yes. I can't wait to see what's next. I've said it before. I'm saying it again. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I should mention that there are some people that did not come back for this. They did not get Chris Evans back. They did not get Robert Downey Jr. back. They did not get, and this was prior to everything's going on now, they did not get Scarlett Johansson back. But they, uh, the people that have been replaced in the episodes we have seen, I thought the replacements did a very admirable job at it. So yeah, so what I want to do now is I want to actually move into asking you about the animation style. Do you like the cel-shaded style of this? Uh, the kind of overall mythos that it brings to what if? Uh, Brett, you're my digital guy. You're my media guy. What, I'm do, just do you like impressed. This? Oh my gosh. Are you it, entertained? I, I, it, it sort of harkens back to, you know, Saturday morning in just, in just the, an idea, but it's so... It's its own, it's its own look, which I really, really enjoy. And that there is a continuity in um, in the episodes that we watch. So you know, there's an overall look at you know. Well, I mean, just leave it to Marvel to have everything. Dare I say, marvelous? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Brett, I got this. <laughs> oh, See, wow. I can do that to you now. <laughs> oh, we have we have 
production values. I love it. It's I just found out like this button Marvel. on my soundboard here. Oh, uh, well, joy for all of us, right? Uh. Vanessa, tell me what your thoughts are as far as the animation style. Does this draw you in? Do you like it? So I think Brett said it very well that it does remind me of Saturday morning cartoons and and watching with my older brothers who would watch things like X-Men and 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 just animated shows like that. And this does somewhat remind me of that. I was apprehensive as I said at first, but what I really liked is if you're not as familiar with all the characters and all the plots of what these characters do, you should at least be somewhat aware of what they look like. And I thought they did do a really nice job of animating the characters in a way that it's recognizable. Uh, that now the characters might look a little bit different because it is the what if than than what's in the movie. But if you're someone who doesn't hasn't seen every single movie, but maybe you saw Endgame, so you can kind of say, "Oh yeah, I remember that person because they were in that final." fight scene that that is really helpful so that it's you're not getting lost going oh who's this new character it it is helpful to me it was helpful to me so I did like how it was animated and and again this is definitely one that I could see myself continuing to watch because I want to know what happens with some of these characters in this what if universe uh, they bring in aspects. It's almost like to me, I don't know if anybody had seen the Animatrix uh, when that when the Matrix was such a huge thing. They kind of lent it to uh, some anime uh, animators and they brought their own stories to the Matrix. And it, it almost in a way, because I think of the cell shading nature of this, I like the unique look to it. I enjoy that it's a 2D property. I think that that's really cool. I talked about this actually in our Masters of the Universe Revelation, full disclosure, to have it be 2D, I think is really neat because we get so much in 3D space and there are animators out there that really, even if it's digital, want to bring back 2D as an animation art form. And I think that it's really cool that Disney went in that direction as well, because certainly even in some of the children's cartoons that they produce, the animated uh, features that they produce, a lot of it is done in 3D now. And so it's kind of a unique style to this and very much its own. And that's where the only place that I would push back on the analogy to Saturday morning cartoons is that this looks, and I know you both said this, so maybe I'm clarifying and you can disagree with me if my clarification is wrong, but it, it, to me, it is a more sophisticated look than maybe your sure. standard oh, Saturday yeah. morning cat. Yeah, uh, for sure. Cartoon. Yes. hundred yeah. percent. Yes. It just okay. harkens back. I believe that was the harkens term I back. used was harkens back. So the audience that's going to be loving this, you know, kind of has a familiarity with the genre. Yes. Yeah. what he said (laughs) as marvel fans we are always excited for what is next right and so what is the next thing we came out of this huge in-game saga where we had the infinity gauntlet and we were going again for the infinity stones and thanos was this huge bad guy and now we're kind of left in this really kind of interesting spot going into the next phase of films because we've had this delay even due to the pandemic and due to COVID, um, it's taken even longer. What is going to be the next big bad? What, who is going to be that? Is it going to be Kang the Conqueror? 
what's it going to be? And I think that certainly what they are showing us here is that they are going to use this idea of a multiverse and start to plant that flag because then what they can do is take this in so many different directions. If you read between the lines of what Kevin Feige has been saying for years, he likes the big team up movies. He likes that they have a common goal, but he also wants to be able to show those characters that might just have a solo character involved, might just have like two of them teaming up. You know what you can do with this whole idea of a multiverse? It doesn't all need to be connected in the MCU. And I know that we as fans, I certainly love the little Easter eggs back to every single movie and you have to follow every single movie, but that model might not be necessarily sustainable once you get to film number 30 and you're expecting that people have seen 29 other films. And Vanessa, I wanted you to speak to that here in just a second as well, but I like the idea that this multiverse is really going to take off from here where, again, speculation, although it's been slightly confirmed by Alfred Molina that we are getting a Spider-Verse type film because seemingly all of his old villains are coming back to come and get him. And there has been, of course, mass speculation that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are also going to appear as Spider-Men in that film as well. And then we are going to get Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which is supposed to really break the MCU in a way and, and kind of be the first horror film of the MCU. Although, side note, not a spoiler, but I will say there were hints of horror in one of the episodes we got to watch. And that was really cool as well. Vanessa, I want to go back though to my point because I'm on the heat train. I am on the heat train so hard here. So hard. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. This Tell is me, just, talk to me about you've got me terrified for the future though. <laughs> we're, we're expanding into horror movies. I don't watch those. Um, okay, so first of all, can we just rewind? And I thought you said Kanga the Conqueror, and I thought, cool, we're having a Winnie the Pooh crossover, something I can relate to. <laughs> but as for Marvel, and yes, that has been well, okay. Now, first of all, for just for those who don't know my Marvel background. Many years ago, I remember people saying, like, saying on the radio, oh, people are lining up to go watch the Avengers movie at the theater, and people are dressing up. And I thought, that's so silly. This thing is not going to be that big of it. It's not going to be as big as Harry Potter or as big as Star Wars. This is so silly. This is just, this is not going to happen. And then, because I just don't know much about superhero movies or comic books, and then, Lo and behold, there's all these Marvel movies. I'm like, oh, I I guess I was wrong. Don't ever ask me what the winning lottery numbers are. So now that I'm so far behind, it is a bit of a challenge to think about having to watch every single movie from start to finish to get caught up. And not to mention when you you all probably when you watched these movies you may have watched that movie and then you talked about it with your friends and then you watched it maybe another one, couple more times before the next one come out the rest of us that are playing catch up we don't have that kind of moment to talk about hey did you see iron man 2 yeah i can't believe what happened there because you all have seen it we have no one to talk to so then our memory of what happens in these movies is is so much harder to recall what that's why i'm like did i see captain america was it the winter one is there a civil war which one did i see i have no idea which one i saw because they're all like meshing together in my brain but back to what if what i like about this is that 
I don't necessarily have to have watched all those movies to follow along with this series because it's new for everybody. The plot is like Yahtzee. You put all the plot points into a jar, shake it around, roll it out, and that's what What If is. So, you know, it's exciting that we're kind of on a slightly more even playing field than before. I know you know Craig, especially, and lots and lots of things about this series that are this series that's going to go right over my head. But I'm happy to to. I know I'm the last picked for the Marvel dodgeball team, but I'm at least happy to be included. Just know that uh, if if and when you go back and watch the entire MCU, and you need somebody to talk about it, I am here for you. I am always here for you to talk okay. Marvel because my thing is, you know, I grew up. And I would, I would read several of the comic series, uh, but it, it wasn't really until even like later in high school where Marvel really became the comics that I would kind of gravitate towards. And then from there, it's just cool to see these superheroes become so mainstream and so much a part of pop culture. And it's just a really cool world to live in. And so I, for one, am not one of those toxic fans that don't want anybody else in I want all everybody in the sandbox Aww. to come play with the toys, right? Can I also say, in my defense, I grew up before internet. We were in a rural area. I didn't even know that people read comic books. I thought that was something from like the past that people did. So to hear that that's still a thing in my adult life now, I've known about it now for a while, but as I moved to a bigger area, more urban area, that was a surprise to me because we just, we didn't have, we had donkeys and goats and fields and beans and corn. We didn't have comic books. Okay. So this is, this is fascinating to me, this whole uh, culture of comic book love. And I love that you love it. I think that's really fascinating. This this is what I'm going to do. Okay. Um, I'm going to give you volume one of Miss Marvel because the the show is coming out soon and you're going to love that. And then because uh, we can do this, we are going to go to comic services someday and we're going to, I'm going to buy you a couple comic books and it's just going to be a great day. It's going to be so exciting, but let's go ahead and wrap up this preview review episode. And because uh, we're asked to give our opinions on this, I think what we should do is just tell people again, your final thoughts on this show, what you thought of it, what you've been able to see so far without spoiling that, of course, and uh, we'll wrap it up that way. So Brett, I know that Vanessa and I have been having a chat over here while you've been waiting patiently. So please give us your opinion, sir. Okay. Um, uh, My opinion of what if is that I can't, I, I am so happy that everyone gets to see what we've seen now because it is, it's so good and so interesting. And again, I, my backstory for just a second is that I didn't watch, I didn't read comic books and really my interaction with Marvel has strictly been because they're part of Disney. <laughs> so imagine that. And, uh, and so I am, I've watched all of the Marvel films and I've enjoyed them all. And what I enjoy on the, the episodes that we've seen that everyone will be seeing soon is the little shout outs and the, and the what ifs this happened. And then that happened. And I loved it all. And I was surprised by so many things that I can't talk about because I do not want to spoil anything, but I loved it. The look, the voice acting, the whole package. I can't wait to watch this whole series. So excited. Uh, Vanessa. 
One final point for those who love the comedy that is in a lot of these Marvel movies. The dialogue is the comedic dialogue is still there. And because some of the voice actors are authentic to the movies, you get their delivery and it's wonderful. So I will leave you with that. I I can't wait to watch more and I hope you enjoy it. My final thoughts, absolutely go and check out What If. You're going to love it. I will say this has not necessarily been said on a podcast yet, I don't think, because I've been just, when I don't necessarily like something, I don't try to, I don't want to record a huge show about it and say why I don't like it, unless it's a Zack Snyder film. But other than that, I, I try to keep my opinions a bit more to myself because other people do enjoy things. Loki wasn't my thing. But Loki helped open the world that is what if. And so for that, I am very grateful for Loki. And I'm just really grateful to see what we have coming forward. You know, we're talking about uh, Captain America 4 was announced right after Captain America and the Winter Soldier concluded on Disney+. And uh, give me Captain Carter, man. Put her in the mix in this. Let's see Haley Atwell in that suit for real. Let's check it out. But you can go and see this on Disney Plus on August 11th. So definitely go and check out What If. Let us know what you think once you see it. You'll see, like I said, that first episode will be Captain Carter. And then from there, uh, you will have to see what else you're going to be checking out while we see this whole series. This concludes, and then we get right into Hawkeye. We get right into Miss Marvel. We have not gotten a release date for Miss Marvel yet. Hawkeye comes out November 24th. So I'm thinking that Ms. Marvel might be in between What If and Hawkeye, but that's all speculation at this point. Thank you so much for listening to this. If you've been listening on the Front Row Network feed or you're new to our show, please subscribe to Beyond the Mouse wherever you find podcasts. We are also available on social media. You can check us out on Instagram, Beyond the Mouse Pod, also Beyond Mouse on Twitter. And on Facebook, you can find us two places, Beyond the Mouse Podcast as our official page. And then we also have the Beyond the Mouse Podcast Pals group. And they were the first people to find out that we had gotten advanced screeners to What If. So definitely go and check out that group join along and chat with us we're just excited for all the opportunities that we've had and excited for you to see what's coming so we do have a regularly scheduled episode and conveniently enough you'll this friday you will hear brett's take on his trip to disneyland and his trip to avengers campus so we're keeping it marvel all week here on beyond the mouse you'll find that on your feed friday just like normal So, for Beyond the Mouse, I am Craig. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Brett. And we will see you real soon, somewhere in the multiverse. It's homework, apparently. I loved Loki. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Front Row Network, a proud Community Voices member of National Public Radio, Illinois. For more from the Front Row Network, including our articles or our other dozens of shows, visit thefrontrownetwork.com or nprillinois.org slash programs slash network. You can also find us on social media by searching for the Front Row Network on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, and on Twitter at Front Row Reviews with a Z.